Hello, 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 hello. Good afternoon, good morning, good night. Whatever it is for you, here we are once again. You have just tuned in to Hate It or Love It, which is a music podcast hosted by yours truly, Richie X, an ex-pastor turned social commentator, a musician and trained vocalist at heart, and a political scientist by trade. On this show, we will explore the complete works of all of your faves. That includes albums, singles, and vocals, both classic and modern. We will laugh, we'll listen, we'll cry, we'll sing, and maybe even rap. And we're going to explore the brilliance of musical greats like Quincy Jones, Kenneth Babyface Edmonds, Ashford and Simpson, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Claude Kelly and Chuck Harmony, Chucky Thompson, Raphael Sadiq, Mariah Carey, and so many more. We've all experienced this collective pain, fear, and what I was put on this earth to do was to convert that fear into love. Now this ain't on no, guys, all we have to do is love, because that's not all we have to do, it's hard. This is revolutionary self-love, radical self-love. This is fighting for your rights. That is self-love. Self-love is not a trend. It is a radical act of revolution. The making of Thriller in a little more than two months was like riding a rocket. Everything about it was done at hyperspeed. Rod Temperton, who also wrote several of the album songs, and I listened to nearly 600 songs before picking out a dozen we liked. We all worked ourselves into a near frenzy. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Hate It or Love It, the podcast with yours truly, Richie X, all about music, all about blackness, and all about black music. Here we are. We are here to have the discussion about the album, the best-selling album of all time. It is uh, its 40th anniversary today, and it is Thriller. And this is peculiar for me because I have been stuck on the first three songs of this album for the last few years. I mean, excuse me, for the last few months, probably since around September um, or August. Um, Because I, back in July, I ordered um, the vinyl for Thriller um, on Amazon. And the reason it's new to me, right? It's not new to me because I lived it, right? I was, you know, I was around when... Um, uh, this was still a thing. I remember being terrified of, of the music video and Michael Jackson, and <laughs> and it's part of the reason I never really got into Michael Jackson 
we had a purple rain VHS at my house and I wore that thing out. So I guess I would say I was more into Prince. I think there was a lot I did not understand about Michael Jackson, but I had a, um, a family member who was obsessed with Michael Jackson, his music, his, um, she had every concert on tape. She had everything about Michael Jackson and she was obsessed. And I watched those things with her children and, um, like, I just didn't understand it. Like, the people falling out. I was very, very confused about what any of that was as a child watching it. Um, I had never seen anything like that. But it became a norm the more Michael Jackson concerts that we watched. And I just remember just being like, if he makes people do that, I don't want to be near him. <laughs> And I wanted no parts. I just thought it was strange. And why did those people, did they die? What happened to them? Why were they being carried out on stretchers? Why were they passing out? I don't know. It was just like, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> So today we are going to be following our new normal, our structure as a... Uh, that will be the structure going forward. Um, and we're going to be talking about Thriller. And, you know, happy 40th anniversary to the greatest selling album of all times. And I'm going to get into why. Um, because this isn't, like, gimmicky. This isn't like, oh, this is Michael Jackson. Oh, no. This set a precedent. Like, this is probably one of the great, if not the greatest work of art in the 20th century. Um, some people might feel a kind of way about that. There's a lot of great works of art. This is one of them. But I've never heard an album like this. Not as long as I've been alive. And I have my own set of classic albums um, that are great. But there is absolutely nothing like this album. And so I want to get started with the show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, welcome. Welcome back. Um, let's get started. Uh, currently, what I'm listening to, Thriller. <laughs> um, currently, what I've been listening to today, what I've been spending time with is, is Thriller today, of course. Um finally able to make it through this 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 whole album Whew. honey i've been you know i've been i've been to it okay to it and through it come on somebody because god just won't take you to it he'll take you through it amen and so um <laughs> i um other than that trying to because i've been really heavy into audiobooks lately and i just finished quincy jones book um, newest book, um, and it was a really, really a great joy to listen to. Um, outside of that, um, I think I've re I've revisited Renaissance a little bit. Um. Which, of course, is always great. 
I was in my bag with that. Um, there's a new singer, um, South African singer, uh, Yoso. I want to say his name is that's L L O Y I S O. So talented. He has a song called What Would I Say? Wanna feel your fingers touching my skin Don't think about it too much I came to find All the visions that I've had in my dreams Of holding you in my arms Why do I do it? Look at me the way you do So... Dude is dope. <laughs> Dude is so dope. Um, one of the things I noticed the most is the clarity of his voice. You know, it reminds me of um, worship music. <laughs> like, um, you know, it reminds me of, you know, when back when I used to lead worship, right? And I would go into... I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It has that, like, there's this air in his voice that's really light that says, come with me on this journey. A lot of voices say that. Even voices that aren't light and airy, right? But this one has this thing like this. It's very, very interesting, you know. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. And I'm all about you. He doesn't need to uh, to fill that space. He is completely happy with leaving that air. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. He wants you to... to to have that open air when he sings. So even though he's singing about love, right? It's 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 you're getting this and he's also giving you a lot of resonance, right? Which is this hmm, hmm, we call it the cookie monster sound. But it's something that's very protecting. It's it's in the sinuses. It's something that's very protecting for the voice. A lot of opera singers use it. Um, Giveon uses it, right? So we have like, um, you know, so he's kind of giving you that, but not too much. Like Giveon relies on that a lot, right? Because he's kind of centered his sound around that. But this guy is kind of giving it to you um, in this very interesting way that I really, really like. He is a new artist. He is just really good. I haven't had a bad, I haven't heard a bad song by him. Uh, yet, and I don't think I will. I think he is a, I would say a better vocalist than than Khalid, um, who I love, right? Young dumb, young dumb and broke. Like I think they have similar sounds, but I think this person is a better singer, a better overall singer. Um, but either way, yes, his name is L L I O. I'm sorry, L-L-O-Y-I-S-O. 
Lioso, I think his name. I think that's how it's pronounced. Awesome song. Look him up. Hopefully, you will enjoy him. That's what I've been listening to. Like I said, a little renaissance. You know, um, I'm sick of break my soul for whatever reason. I just probably need a break from it. Um, But never sick of church, girl. Never sick of energy. Energy is so good. Um, And so, other than that, I've been listening to some gospel music. um, Some local gospel music. Uh, But yeah, that's all I've been getting uh lately in the ear and so we're gonna move into our main topic um aka our music matters segment where we're gonna go through the thriller album there's only um about uh nine songs on this album so it's a more it's a traditional album the first side has, uh, I want to say five songs, and the second side has six. I'm sorry, six. The second side has four, excuse me. Um, yeah, so let's get started on Want to Be Starting Something. You know, one of the things that's like crazy about this, right, is Mike comes out of the gate. Like this whole the theme of this album is 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 um is basically like pure baseline. The theme of this album is all baseline, like the baseline is literally just going to take you straight through the entire album. It is funky as fuck, right? Like, you're coming into the album. This is the intro. So you're getting smacked off the board. Like... So it's like, this dude is cold, right? Like, because there's all this, there's all this. <laughs> this, this album is like the, it is what No Child Left Behind should have been. Like, there is no pocket left unfulfilled. There is no instrument missing there is no backing vocals when i say this album is the epitome of leave it all on the floor (laughs) this is it this is 
funky as fuck, okay? You know, the the way it just comes in from jump. And 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 I I wrote some notes in it's it's something because James Brown was like Michael Jackson's biggest influence, right? James Brown and Diana Ross. I think Diana Ross, I think he just thought Diana Ross was pretty. Um, it's no shade. Um, but he really loved James Brown. And so what I'm hearing in this is a lot of James Brown, right? This very funk, like, get on up, like, kind of sound, right? And you can hear this, like, too high to get over, too low to get under. You can hear this, like, he's preaching these words. It's very preachy. Ha! That sound that he's making is, I think, to... It's a signature sound, but he is so intentionally singing these words and delivering them. I think because it's so tight in the lead vocal, he is kind of holding all of this excess air that gets released in those sounds. That's kind of like what I hear sometimes, like when you hear preachers and they're doing the ah sound, it's kind of like that. That's This is this very preachy, funky soul. I've got this point I've got to get across, right? Here's this next part that's like insane. That Joker said, and your tongue became a racer. That is, 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 is the inflections, okay? The, the way he's changing his sounds to follow the music. Insane. It, it really is. And then there is this call and response thing, right? You know, he says, it's too high to get over. And the background goes, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, it's too low to get under. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, there's this call and response thing that is very, um, it's, it's, it's very African, right? It's, it's, it's something that we bring over here. It's an element that we have in gospel music. It's an element that we have in the church. It's something that has carried us through slavery. And so there is this call and response theme to this song that is really kind of feeling very spiritually connected, right? And so... It reminds me of when we used to sing like like nursery rhymes and stuff when we was little. And it was like that collective kind of, not nursery rhymes, but like those little things that we used to sing as a kid, like Miss Mary Mack kind of stuff. Like don't, like the way the, uh, the, the backgrounds are coming in with this. Um, you know, the lyrics pertain to the media and the press. 
you know, as well as like gossip and people trying to start arguments and problems for no reason, you know, and he states basically, you know, someone's always trying to start my baby crying, you know, and, and like, and you know, of course, at the end we get into the famous, uh, Cameroonian shout out to my people, uh, you know, you know, Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa, Mama say, like, and they're just killing it, right? Like, the way that it's just like in that part, right? That like, it's just this song is like kind of long too, <laughs> but um. That, perfect. He, one thing Mike was going to let you know is that he had range, okay? He's going to, he's going to give it to you, all of it. You're going to hear all of it. And that's really what you get. You get this, this, this sound is really preachy. And there is a lot of also crescendos on the background. A lot of what we call in gospel music swells, but in classical music, they call it crescendos. The way that the, you know, he would... Too hard to get over. And it's like, so a swell is like when you kind of go, yeah. Like, they're doing these little crescendos in where they're swelling into these notes in the background again. <laughs> they're, everything about this is perfect. Everything about it, it is, it is no table left unturned. That's what it is. It is, it is. When an artist cares so much about music, not sampling, music, music, and creating, you know, Michael Jackson wrote this song, Quincy Jones produced it as well alongside Michael Jackson, and so... This is, you can hear it. You can hear because Mike is having a ball. You know, he's having a ball. We have to move on to uh, um, Baby Be Mine. And Baby Be Mine is a song that's written by Rod Temperton, who was Quincy Jones' homeboy, who he brought in to uh, work with. Um, him and Mike on his album and you know Rod Temperton his writing speaks for itself he uh, also wrote Thriller uh, alone you know and Quincy Jones produced it and so we're gonna go into Baby Be Mine it's the second song on the Thriller album I don't need no dreams when I'm by 
heavy vocal song, a moment. It's giving, it's giving cute. Oh, I didn't rate, um, sorry, I didn't rate, um, want to be starting something, um, production, I mean, out of five, I'm gonna give it a 4.5. So, I'm gonna give, want to be started something, a 4.5. I mean, you know, it's great, you know, a five is amazing, best, wow, a four is very good. A three is decent. Two is laugh out loud. And one is get the fuck out of here. I know you motherfucking lying. So it's like, um, you know, I'm giving it 4.5 because it's, it's a good song. Um, Baby Be Mine um, is very sexy. Very sexy. It, Of course, the bass line. It's funky as fuck. Um, the vocals... Of course, in the pocket, as you just heard, like it's really killing. You hear that? Dun, dun, dun. Baby. This motherfucking song is for dancing. Okay? This is what you motherfucking boogie to. You hear me? This song is so funky. Dum, 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 dum. Like, that shit is sick. Like, um, it's... <laughs> I was going to give this a four. Because it's not my favorite song on the album. It's not even close. But it is... I think it's a five. It's sexy as fuck. Mike is like pulling you in. Like, um, like, like, baby, be mine. Like, you feel me? Like, this nigga's singing, right? Like, he's, he's, he's hitting it, right? Like, he's giving, he's giving it. Um, he says, I had no, I had, I, sorry, excuse me. I don't need no dreams when I'm by your side. Every moment takes me to paradise. Darling, let me hold you, warm you in my arms, and melt your fears away. Show you all the magic that a perfect love can make. I need you night and day, so baby, be mine. And then that funky-ass bass line comes back. Like, what? Storytelling. Not a fucking thing left out. Like, melt your fears away? Show you all the magic that a perfect love can make? It says, I, I won't give you reason to change your mind. I guess it's still, you thrill me, baby be mine. You are all the future that I desire, girl. I need to hold you. Share my feelings in the heat of love's embrace. They fucking show you all the passion burning in my heart today. They fucking, it's never going to fade. They are fucking baby be mine. Do you hear me? It's it's really given. I don't know. <laughs> it's given. I, that's it. It's a five for me. 
storytelling, boom. The voice is so fucking sexy on this. He threw this little moaning thing at the end. I couldn't find it right now, but I was hearing it um, when I was listening. This little nasty little kind of sound while he's singing. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me because I'll hump you. I ain't got the kind of boundaries for that. Don't moan in my ear like that. We'll go together. Okay? Get into it. Get into it. And I ain't, I, you know, I ain't really, you know, I was, I was, you know, I, I thought dark skin Mike was cute. Right, you know, I wanted to, you know, you know, but that, you know, he wasn't dark skinned by the time I started growing up. You know what I mean? He was different, and that's what has scared me, and that's why I'm just now hearing this, this, this album in its completion in the year of our Lord 2022. But yeah, that, that, this song, "Baby Be Mine," <laughs> he can have me. I'm like, that's why they was, fa- that's why they was fans. Like, I ain't know. Remember, I was like, why the fuck they doing all that? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, people always constantly... I've written music. I've written and produced songs. Um, I, I, I just... I thought my songs were enjoyable. I thought they were good. I thought they had heart. I thought they had meaning. But I've never written or produced a song that that is as perfect as the songs on this record. I just, I just let's move on. Uh, Baby Be Mine gets a five. Um, we're gonna move on to what my least favorite track on the album is, um, which is "The Girl Is Mine" featuring Paul McCartney. <laughs> I'm not even going to play the Paul McCartney part. Um, Mike said it was one of the best songs he, one of the best recording experiences he had. He said him and Paul McCartney had a lot of fun. Um, And so I'm not going to knock that. It's, you know, it's a great song. Um, In the sense of like pop, it's it's definitely a pop song. Um, It was made to to, to cross over. It was made to pull in both of those audiences and it did. It did just that. Um, of course, the singing is impeccable, but it's also very light. I always wonder about Mike's vibrato because it's fast and he lets it linger on the record. Like, mine. I, my vibrato isn't that fast. The Dungeon Girl is mine. It's like he lets it linger on the record. And I'm like, is that intentional? Or is that just his sound? Because we don't hear that sound as a kid, you know, when he's singing the... When, when I had you, girl. He's not, he doesn't sound like that, right? But I mean, you're not supposed to sound the same as you do at nine, as you do at, you know, 29 or whatever the case may be, right? So, but he doesn't sound the same. You know, he's, 
you know, the but the 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 the, the vibrato speed is very fast. In general, when I hear people with very fast vibrato speeds, one person being Jasmine Sullivan, uh, one person being Kim Burrell, another person being Brandy, all kind of have that same class, that same sound. I, um, I think Stevie has a fast vibrato too, Stevie Wonder. And they kind of, but these are all people who do a lot of runs. But Mike did runs and riffs. He did riffs and stuff, but he he wasn't like a super runner. He wasn't somebody that just like ran up and down a scale like that. Not as an adult anyway. So I'm just wondering like, why is this vibrato so fast? But it's 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 pretty. Maybe that's why he let it linger. Cause it's pretty. You know, I, I've worked tremendously to try to speed my vibrato up because it allows you know, vibrato is the sound of when um it helps to um you know, keep notes from being flat, you know, in this way. Um uh, I'm trying to think. Um I had a dream the other night. That I... That's vibrato. So mine is a little slower, somewhere between Michael Jackson and Jennifer Hudson. Uh, <laughs> I had a dream the other night. I dreamed that everything was right. So I have this thing where I can switch my vibratos. My natural vibrato is slower. But because I've worked so long to try to switch it, because switching it allows for you to sing more in the pocket. So having a faster vibrato allows you to sing more in the pocket. You're in the pocket. I don't are you in the pocket. But it allows for this agility in your voice. It means you can move. You can move wherever you need to go. Um, you know, I had a dream the other night. I dreamed that everything was right. God called me by my name. You know, you could do because you're you're allowing this air to come through. But like one of the things that Brandy does is very similar to Mike. I noticed too this sort of elongation, this sort of this press on the vocal on the voice. It's not like a strain or anything. It's like they're pressing their sound to come in this um way that's like uh you know um boy you you keep dancing through that door you know you know that 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 sound that pressing on the note like that that's a thing that brandy does too and i and i wonder what sound is is that a sound is it just because it's pretty is it your style is it a style that maybe Brady picked up for maybe listening to Mike early on? Very interesting. We're going to move on. I don't like the Paul McCartney song. I give that song who 2.53. Not my favorite on the album, honestly. So, but, but it, it is fun, right? So at the end, Paul and Michael kind of, you hear Paul kind of trying to like add some more extra soul to his voice. You know, he's like, the girl is mine. Like, sir, please. Okay. 
We tired of this song. Let it go off. Stop singing. <laughs> I'm tired of this church. Listen, we're on to title track, which is amazing. Written by Rod Temperton. Um, he also wrote Rock, Rock With You and Off The Wall. Um, he um, wanted to write something theatrical that would suit uh, Michael Jackson's love for film, right? And so he improvised with the bass and the drum patterns, and he developed this the bass line that runs through the whole song, right? And um, then he wrote a chord progression that built to climax. So he basically was like, I'm going to create this film that's not a film, right? He's creating this soundtrack, um, to what eventually becomes, I believe, the first music video and um, and just has this impact. And you can hear it. You can hear it. Also, there's a, a horror actor, Vincent Price, who is the one who speaks on it. He provides the spoken part at the end of the song. And, of course, Quincy Jones does what the fuck he does best on this song. So we're going on. Greatness occurs when your children love you, when your critics respect you, and when you have peace of mind. And don't stop till you get enough. What I tell people is the way you get to the next level of your life is keep going. Keep going. Keep running. Even when you don't even know, even if you get turns into chaos, you cannot be great if you cannot operate in chaos. That's my life. <laughs> Also, Michael Jackson is the one doing the howling. <laughs> That's kind of dope. We all know it. We all know that part, right? the song we've heard it we've heard it a thousand times the part about this that got me the most is the vocal we're gonna come back to it there dude is killing the vocal bro like he is i i just I'm listening to the song. I'm like, yo, he is one. The production, of course, the the the, the song is songing, right? It is the best technical song on this album. I mean, the song is fucking songing, okay? The production is production in, but of course, because vocals are my specialty, I am like, yo. Sometimes, I I. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I want to be able to, um, 
Like I can't. I feel like I can't sing these songs. You know, and people say you should you should be able to sing anything, baby. It's something about the way this song is made, though. It's something about the way that it's made that you know. It's close to midnight. Something evil's lurking in the dark. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I can sing it. I've never tried. I've never tried to sing Thriller before. <laughs> but, yeah, like, okay, maybe I can. I just, it always sounded so difficult to sing. You know, like, he's telling me you try to scream. But the terror takes the sound before you make it. Yeah, I changed the key. I was not about to be singing up there. <laughs> you know, he's telling you this story. It's beautiful. It's beautiful art-wise, right? Again, storytelling. <laughs> he tells you there's no second chance to get the, against a thing with 40 eyes, girl. Thriller, thriller night. You're fighting for your life inside a killer. Thriller. What? I have not heard a song like this. This is why you cannot compare anything that is coming out today to this. You, It's not comparable. When you hear people say that as a young person, young people out there, I don't want y'all to get upset because I know your faves are being compared to this. It's, it's just not. Baby, this ain't a sample. This is made from scratch, my nigga. This is, they, they, they didn't just get a pack of Kool-Aid. That's what the girls do today. Get a cap, pack of Kool-Aid, add the sugar. No, baby, they made this bad boy from scratch. They added the food, the dye, the, the, the riboflavin, and every other motherfucking thing that goes into Kool-Aid before you get to the sugar. The sugar was just the sprinkling on top. It was the smoothness of the vocals and the backgrounds and, and all of that. So, you know, Thriller is my number one song on this album, period. It's just technically amazing. The songwriting is amazing. Um, I wish I was alive. I could literally cry. I could literally cry. I wish I was alive to experience it. And and I, I used to not understand the mayhem. I understand it now. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. There, there is nothing like it. Like, these are the girls I'm staying in. <laughs> okay? This is what I'm going to stay in. Um, my, um, another amazing fucking song that contains a, um, uh, a guitar solo from Eddie Van Halen from the rock band uh, Van Halen. And that Joker is killing, okay? He is killing. Like, again, a major master production. Song written, song written by Michael Jackson, produced by Quincy Jones, co-produced by Michael Jackson. The song is called Beat It. it it's just...
He's basically talking about like, man, get your ass out from in front of my door. <laughs> Essentially, it's about gang violence in Gary, Indiana, is what you know Jermaine Jackson says. And so, you know, it's like he's like, don't nobody want to be defeated, but like, just fucking beat it, dude. Like, it's not that deep. You don't need to be macho right now, and you can you can end it. You know, because apparently they witnessed some pretty bad um, uh, fights. You know, Jackson didn't really like violence. You know, Joe inflicted a lot of violence upon him and his siblings, and he just didn't like it. And um, that's a given in his song because, you know, he says, like, don't be a macho man. Like, you don't need in this moment to be, you know, so just fucking beat it. The song is like rock. Like, it's a rock moment. Like, it's... It's complete just, you know, rock and roll. And this album cannot be defined by genre. It has so much stuff in it. So, like, literally so much stuff in it. And, um, yeah, I, I need to play a little bit more of it real quick, though. Yeah, it's, 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 it's out here. Like, this is also very preachy. Um, and, and, and when I say preachy, it's that, like, there is that punchy style from, you want to be starting something? It's that the vocal is, again, very forced and not in a bad way, just pressed. You know, beat it, beat it. He's pressing on this vocal. The message is, it's like intentional. It's intentional messaging, you know, like, and it's serious. Like, you're playing with your life. Get shit together. Go and fuck on. Like, you know, but dude is like really just killing this. And, um, you know, at, Eddie Van Halen is also just killing this. That guitar is sick in this bad boy. Um, but the next song... Oh, I got to rate this song. Um, so I give Beat It... Um, I don't think I rated Beat It. Production-wise, I'll I give Beat It a 4.5, honestly. 4, 4, 4. I'll give it a 4. Um, of course I gave Thriller a five. I don't know if I mentioned that. The next song is like Billie Jean. So, come on. That's my number two favorite song on this album. It's really vocally superior, to be honest. Y'all better come up here and get one of these. It's a chicken salad. Joker said. I don't know if y'all heard that bottom in the that that bottom. You know who also does that? Beyonce. Beyonce wants you to know 
that she can sing bottom notes. <laughs> it's a Virgo thing, maybe, because I, I used to, I like to kind of stress my full range too. So I like to kind of show you. I want to kind of give all the notes I can do too. So I get it. It's a Virgo thing. Um, you know, that's the only place I'm adding myself in that as far as like that is concerned. Because I noticed my friends just be like, did you need to do all that? Did you need to go all the way up there? You know, oh, sidebar, real quick. I, one time, I had this solo in the Christmas show my senior year. Was it my senior year? My junior year in high school. And so, I had I was in a group, a, a, a trio with these two girls. And they were both sopranos. And so, you know, but one of them, you know, they sung, one of them sung alto. And, you know, I sung uh, tenor. And so, but uh, we did... Oh, come let us adore him for the Christmas show. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Christ the Lord. So, um, the girls, what there's this part in that song that goes, Come and behold him, one of the angels. So, they wanted me to do that part and they wanted me to use my falsetto. I was like, I'm not singing it now. I'm going to sing it in my voice. They're like, no, you have to do it right. We love your falsetto. So, literally, mid concert, I blow everybody away because I'm just, come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him and then i popped back down to my tenor note everybody went crazy but you know you know Virgo shit you know you gotta stone these holes every once in a while okay get into it let the girls know you can hit the notes okay and that's what mike was doing and um billy jean let the girls know baby i am going to go from baritone to soprano the girls are going to hear all of it okay and um you know he wanted us to know billy jean was not his lover but he but he had seen the baby eyes when he had seen that baby eyes, he knew he fucked Billy Jean, and he knew that was his motherfucking baby. Okay, so do Mike got a baby out there somewhere that's actually black? Mm, do we know? They said he do. That's Billy Jean, baby. See? Mm-hmm. This is so. Don't, 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 This like the. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's sick, bro. Like, it's literally a blend of what they call post disco, RB, funk, dance pop. Like,. And then the way he's giving these words, the way he's giving the girls the words, like, I am the one. Like, it's so deliberate. Every every line is deliberate. He does not leave this. Whatever is, is, is left is that air. <coughs> that, ah, ah. You know, that, that, that air. I used to think it was stupid. I used to think that sound was stupid. But I did not realize at that time how much he was compressing his vocal to create a very, very specific sound. There is no freedom in Mike's voice. 
I am the one. Everything is like. And I think, I don't know if it's a Virgo thing, but like. It's like one of the things I hate about my own voice and I hate to, but that's how I relate. So I'm going to tell you one of the things I, 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 when I post videos of me singing, I record those videos probably 50 to a hundred times because I don't like certain elements sticking out too much. And so, you know, my natural voice is if I was just to naturally sing it, there would be, because the way the microphone picks up certain sounds, there would be this like, um, you know, if I was to just go, always remember Jesus, Jesus, always keep him on your mind. But I'll play that back. So that's just me just blurting out, right? You know. But then there is like the version like like that he's giving in these recordings, right? There is no room for error, right? It's no room for error, right? It's 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 um, you know. If I were to, to 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 give my best Virgo, it's always remember Jesus, Jesus. Always keep him on your mind. I'm because I've taken all of the air, all of that lingering sound away from it, and I'm just gonna give you that compressed vocal it's very particular to be able to deliver it and it's difficult to do live because when you're live there's a lot of energy and you are focusing mostly on being perfect so there is not really like a a sound you know you know what i mean like that there there that perfect studio sound is not something that is capable of being delivered live so you've got to give it you know full voice but, you know, it, it's a different sound that comes in a live audience rather than in a um, studio. But Mike gives all that he can to Billie Jean. Once again, it is my favorite song. My second favorite song after Thriller on the album. It has the strongest vocal performance, I believe. Um, and yeah, we're moving on. We're moving on. Oh, I didn't rate it. Billie Jean gets five, of course. Thriller Billie Jean gets five. Um, what else did I give a five to? Baby Be Mine gets a five. All Gems. Want to be starting something is 4.5. Honestly, want to be starting something could be a five for me. It could be a five for me because the way it just starts an album. There, the Albums don't start like that. Albums don't start like that no more. They don't come in. They don't come in funky. All them damn instruments playing. They don't come in funky like that. Funky, jazzy, nasty, in the pocket, vocals coming in. Like, they don't make people like this no more. They don't make artists like this no more. Let's go on to my, um, what would be my fourth favorite song on this album, but, you know, I only have three. Um, because that's generally where I like to stick to. It makes it a lot harder to choose. So we're going to go into Human Nature, which is written by Steve Picaro of a group Toto. And um, so basically he had a daughter in the first grade and she came home crying because a boy pushed her off the slide. And uh, 
he blurted out three reasons for the incident to comfort her. The boy possibly liked her, which is stupid. Don't tell your kids that. Um, people can be strange, and it's human nature. And that's how we get the song Human Nature, which has been sampled by everybody named Mama. The first one I ever heard was SWV. Um, after that, I think it was Chris Brown. Um, I want to say maybe... F- no, no, I was going to say Marsha Ambrosius, but I think she did um, Butterfly. Um... So let's get into it. Y'all know this. S-W-U-V. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I would never be disrespectful. You hear it? Do you hear it? Get me out. Get me out. I want y'all, you know, one of the things I noticed too when it comes to recording. When it comes to recording your own voice, because my brain is trying to figure out why he would do certain things, right? So when it comes to recording your own voice, I notice the way he has turned the way he takes breaths into like instruments, kind of. Because he's looking out. You can hear him take the breath, but it doesn't sound like (sighs) he's slowly taking this breath. And when he maybe takes too much air in for a line, he just lets it out really slowly. It's like, it's it's almost like I, I'm exasperated, kind of, but not, he's not. It's intentional. It's a part of the storytelling. Even, even down to the wise, baby. Even down to the wise. It's a storytelling, honey. I just want y'all to know, I was today years old when I found out that Mike was saying, why, why? I thought he was saying, I thought he was just making noise. I thought SWV and I was making noise too. And Chris Brown. I didn't know the man was saying, why, why? I didn't know that. Here. I just picture, like, Mike on this, like, beach, in this, like, walkout resort, just 
he's telling you this story and these breaths are a part of that story. As they often are with him. Everything is music. The street. I wonder why he went into the nose. He's up here. The street. Up here. I wonder why he's up there. Mike wanted to play with this song. I felt like he was vibing. The music definitely gave vibe. Um, yeah, I'm so glad I found out that they, he was saying why in the background. <laughs> I fucking love this song, though. It's one of my favorites. Sometimes I randomly just put it on. I think it's very beautiful. Tell him that it's human nature. Human nature. Interesting. Love, we're going to move on. I rated that song five, if you didn't know. It's one of my favorites. Um, did also did y'all notice it? He he said it so it's like why 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 so when he's saying why the backgrounds are all they're placed in all these different spaces so you can hear like these little minions. Why, 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 why? You hear all these whys. Come on. Come on. Like they say in church, come on, somebody. Um, We're going to go into a former favorite song of mine, PYT. And it became a favorite song of mine because I used to hang out at this hole-in-the-wall bar by uh, my college called uh, The Shepherd and the Knucklehead. And... um. Essentially, that was the one of the only black songs in the jukebox. And I used to play that on repeat because they weren't playing no black music in there. And I wanted the people to know it was me, the only chocolate chip in that bitch, playing this goddamn uh, Michael Jackson PYT. And so it became like one of my favorite songs of his. Um, but um, not one of my favorites now, but... Definitely still a good, funky-ass song, right? Funky-ass song. Let's get into it.
<laughs> for the change. I always love the way he slid down that. And I'll take you there. I love that. The way he kind of... Mike just loved to play on the microphone, honey. He just loved to play on the microphone. Also, the PYTs are uh, Janet Jackson, uh, LaToya Jackson. <laughs> They're actually singing in the background of this song, which is kind of cool. This is so 80s, but I love it. That's the Jackson girls. That's uh, Janet and Latoya singing the na na na. So cute. And, um, you know, it's still a good song. It's still a good song. So I gave it a four. Um, and the last song on the album is Lady of My Life. And, uh, it's, it's just a cute song. I, I gave it a three. I'm trying to figure out where I know this sample from. Somebody sampled this. I don't know. You all tell me who sampled it. This is also written by Rod Temperton. That man know he can write a love song, honey. Oh, the horns. Jesus. I feel like this is how that Girl Is Mine song would have sounded without Paul McCartney's weird ass on it. Um... It's a pretty song. It's very R&B. It's kind of like returning to his like earlier Jackson 5 style roots. Um, of course, produced by Quincy Jones. You can hear it in the horns. The, that back, big, big, um, uh, big band kind of jazzy sound. And the horns in the back. Just dope. I know that sounded like the McDonald's thing, but it wasn't. <laughs> I think the core was a little different. But I was because I wasn't saying ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. Um, that's what I do when I'm home by myself. Amen. And so, um, that's been Thriller, the greatest selling album of all times. Um, I enjoyed it so much. My top three songs are Thriller for technicality. 
Billie Jean for vocal superiority and Human Nature for just a beauty. Um, the song I would get rid of is, of course, The Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney. Uh, it's the lowest rating song on here. Um, and so, gonna move forward. Um, about to wrap up the show. You know, and now we're on to our six ad world segment, which is essentially where um, I just probably go to fuck off about something that's bothering me in the world um, or about music. Um, I want to see, and I know I've said this before, I want to see more quality creative music. There will never be a Quincy Jones. There'll never be another Quincy Jones. There's one Quincy fucking Jones. Have you seen this man's resume? It goes on for ages. This man's like almost 90. His oldest child is 70. This nigga been alive for a long time, right? And um, I don't think he wants to be called the N-word. This brother been alive for a long time. Uh, been alive for a long time. You feel me? And um, I really admire him so much you'll hear me talk about him so much Quincy Jones is one of the people I just admire just a lot um I so just hearing him hearing this work hearing how this is like nothing is left behind this is everything this album is everything. Even with The Girl Is Mine, it still was a huge-ass song. It's poppy, and it's cute, and it's fun, right? Like, even if I would get rid of that, it's still not a, the worst song in the world. I just don't want Paul McCartney on it. <laughs> Could have been anybody else. I'm sure there was some other talented singer at that time, but Paul McCartney was huge, right? Um, but I just, yeah. I could care less about him being on it, but it was, this album just has no, 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 nothing left behind. They took their time. They put everything in place, everything where it needed to be. And that's the reason it's the the best album of all times. The album gets a five out of five rating for me. Um, Happy birthday, uh, Thriller. Happy 40th birthday. Oh my God. Damn. This bitch is like um, uh, five years older than me. Girl, get your shit together, sis. No. Um, but no, I love... I Thriller is a millennial. And such a, such a bad bitch she is. I love this work. Um, I really don't have anything else to say. It's great. It's amazing. Take some time to really listen to it. Take some time. Put some headphones in and really listen to it. You're just going to get your life. You're going to hear it. Um, um, I don't know what my next episode will be about. Uh, hopefully, maybe Mariah Carey. Um, because, again, hits that stick like grits. Maybe Stevie Wonder and Songs in the Key of Life. Ah, Okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So maybe Aretha Franklin live at the Fillmore. Who knows? But uh, hopefully, whatever it'll be, I hope you all will tune in. Um, thank you so much for listening. This has been Hate It or Love It. And we love Thriller.
See you next time.